0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
1: BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, May 25th, wherever and however you're joining us, Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who likes his quarterbacks beefy and thick, Jerem Jordan. Huh? Uh,
2: yesterday, uh, Robert Sala, New York Jets uh, head coach, called Zach Wilson thick and beefy. <laughs> but in a good way, that he had uh, gained a little weight. You know, Zach says he came in at like 222 or something, so there you go. Uh, apparently thick and beefy, kind of like thick and chunky. Yeah, I uh, can't help but think Campbell, of Campbell's thick Donovan, and chunky. McNabb, yeah. Now
1: it's Wilson's thick and beefy.
2: Thick and beefy. <laughs>
1: okay. You may as well be thick and beefy so you can maintain in a very physical sport, violent at the highest level of the NFL. In that
2: division you're playing outside in the cold and the rain and the snow and the sleet. And Apparently
1: Zach is 220 pounds. Is
2: 222 thick and beefy? I don't think so, Is right? a quarterback at 6'2"? At 6'2"?
1: No. It's not, I don't think it is. Uh, hey, his coach approves. It's like,
2: is he thicker and beefier? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Zach Wilson, yes, is gaining weight, ready for more with the New York Jets. We, of course, are ready for more with BYU football. Is Jaron Hall thick and beefy? Maybe we no. should discuss that. No, he, no. He's, he's fast and agile, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, I don't think Zach's <laughs> thick and beefy either. Yeah.
1: What will Jaron Hall and BYU face all year in terms of the most difficult game? And, in fact, we're going to rank all 12 games from easiest per se to most difficult, Jeremy and I will give you our list. Blaine Fowler is going to join us to add in his opinion on that conversation. What's at the top of his list? And should we be worried about some of these group of five teams or is it just power five automatically in the top five, plus more West Coast Conference baseball honors for BYU as they open up tournament play today? And that brings us to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: Baseball plays LMU tonight, opening round of the West Coast Conference Tournament. The Cougars won two of three last week in Provo against the Lions. Third game, they had already clinched the four. They rested the arm. So kind of nailed it in a little bit. Win in advance to the double and elimination portion. Lose and the season's over. So, hey, win. Listen to the game tonight on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app, 10 Eastern time.
1: You had a few people like, oh, they just lost to LMU 17-7. to Are you worried?
2: No. No, they threw all the bullpen.
1: Absolutely. So just take it easy. I just mentioned those West Coast Conference baseball honors. Austin Deming, all WCC first team. Brock Watkins, Nate Daly, Cooper McKeon, and Jack Sterner awarded second team honors. Mitch McIntyre, Cy Nelson, Ozzie Pratt, Bryce Robinson, and Ryan Cepedia honorable mentions. Colin Ruder and Ozzie Pratt named to the WCC all freshman team. Is there anybody that plays significant innings for BYU that wasn't awarded in some degree?
2: Everybody gets one. Pro Football Focus ranks Fred Warner, heard of him, as the best linebacker in the NFL. PFF says Warner has had a transformative effect on the 49ers defense. He's still got it. Yes, he
1: does. BYU men's golf in Scottsdale, Arizona, playing their practice round for the NCAA National Championship Tournament. Play starts Friday and runs through next Wednesday. The Cougars, however, don't play on Sunday. Wait, what? Why not? So they've got to play their first round alone on Thursday, which will count as the final round. Anyway, the NCAA is accommodating BYU. The Cougars last played in this NCAA championship round in the 2018-2019 season, so it's been a few years. Good to have them back at the highest level.
2: Track and field begins competition in the Fayetteville Regional today. The preliminaries. Number nine men's team has 24 athletes and 14 events today and tomorrow the women's team begins competition tomorrow and uh, or excuse me Friday and begins from there so good luck there's gonna be a ton of athletes that qualify for nationals in uh, Oregon which would be awesome so good luck to everybody.
1: No rest for the champion, Elijah Bryant, who scored 13 points, grabbed four rebounds and had four assists and a 15-point win for Anadolu Efes in the Turkish League quarterfinal. So you win EuroLeague, now you got to go win the Turkish League.
2: Not as, not as exciting or meaningful.
1: Not we, as challenging either, team, you would yeah. think.
2: No, no, no. Like, yeah, the debate of winning, is it better to win the Champions League or win uh, Bundesliga? Uh, it's Champions, Champions League. league. Yeah. yeah, and congrats to former Cougar Calvin Whiting, the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby, who was on the MLR first 15 this week at inside center number 12. best at his position in the whole league for his performance against Austin in a 22-8 Utah Warriors win.
1: Hey, we're five minutes in and rolling. That means it's time to rise and shout. Let's go to What's Trending.
0: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Oh, we're reaching late May, and that means it's time to break down the schedule in each and every way we can possibly think of for BYU football. We are nearing 100 days away, and after looking at the SP Plus projections and a ton of post-spring top 25 polls, we, as in Jerem and Spencer, have decided to rank the 2022 schedule starting with the easiest game all the way down to the toughest. We will go in order with Jerem giving his team first. Then I will give mine at the number 12 spot. We will discuss these games and our ranking for each and every one of the BYU opponents. If one of us has a team ranked higher or in a different position, we will discuss that team when it is brought up in its higher ranking. You got that? simple enough our easiest to toughest game rankings for the 2022 BYU football schedule go now. Jerem, lead us They're off like at clock number ticking. 12.
2: I feels like I feel pressure. Uh <laughs> Utah Tech, we both agree. Yeah, yes. FCS next.
1: No surprise.
2: Okay, second easiest game. I say South Florida based on the criteria we discussed yesterday. 3 and 18 uh you know last year well you you have them a little higher so we'll discuss I'll it I'll discuss actually, USF yeah. in just a moment. What do you have
1: East Carolina, East Carolina. in Provo oh, at this. number 11. Okay. I like East Carolina there because of the home game for mm-hmm. BYU. Sure.
2: Yeah, it's easy.
1: At number 10.
2: But but I say South Florida at number 10 because I think South Florida is worse than East Carolina. Um so I yeah and, and I know it's Florida. I know it but first game beer's not beat up like we talked about it. Okay, reasons why this is number 11 for me. They're 3 and 18 in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Will they get better? I don't know. They could be the same. Um, they, they are figuring out who the quarterback is. Granted, Jerry Bohannon came from Baylor. Mm-hmm. Jaron Hall is healthy and knows he's the guy going into this game. This isn't suddenly he's the guy after the Toledo game. Kay. You haven't played four power fives in a row, then Toledo. You're not all beat up. Be always ready to go. Be always experienced. Aaron Roderick's the OC. Like, all these things are reasons why BYU – to me, that's the easiest. But there's only one spot difference there 10-11. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. So, to me, as simple as this sounds, yep. BYU traveling two time zones, playing in Florida against a USF team that returns 85% of a production of the of team. that went two atten- True.
2: 85% True. of the crappy players are back. This is great news.
1: But BYU has to travel <laughs> the two time zones and play against a USF team that I feel like will be better with Jerry Bohannon at quarterback.
2: They will get four whole wins.
1: <laughs> Two wins last year, four this year. That's enough for me to put USF at number That's 10. Semantics, to... it's, it's almost the same, but it's Let's semantics get to at this point. Okay? Who cares
2: about the We spent a minute too long on this.
1: Okay, number nine for you, Jerome. <laughs> <Gerald.
2: laughs> number nine for me is Wyoming. Um, Wyoming, now this is interesting because I don't think necessarily this is like an absolute gimme. I, BYU can't turn it over three times like it did against Boise State and expect to dominate and win you know like yes um Wyoming Wyoming is a team that BYU should be at home certainly but uh they have quarterback issues their quarterback transferred out they sent out this weird tweet last year um (laughs) saying hey we need a quarterback it's like what don't you do that privately Andrew Peasley is the guy came over from Utah State he was five of seven against the I say Wyoming at nine
1: I go at Liberty Mm -hmm. number nine and Wyoming just above them at number eight Again, we're so close, yeah. but there are some yeah. differences here.
2: No Malik Willis, which is great news.
1: The only reason I go with Wyoming is a little bit tougher than Liberty is because it's a rivalry game. And it'll for, be. Em- for them. It'll be emotional for Wyoming. Not that, for BYU. that might kind of provoke them to play a little bit harder. Although those players scrappy. don't know or
2: care about any kind of rivalry with BYU.
1: Well, why You know what I mean?
2: Like, like the administration will be like, this is a big deal. Yeah. And yep. BYU will be like, this is another game. Oh, by the way, we used to be in the same legacies, guys. Because luckily, there's no, no one's going to be naked in a, in a barrel in Lavelle Edwards <laughs> Stadium. They probably would be in Laramie. Been to a couple games up there. Those are some of the worst days of my life. That place sucks. Jeez.
1: Wyoming in Provo, number eight for me. Yeah. So we're flip-flopping on Liberty At Laramie. Liberty,
2: yep. Long road trip, I feel you. No Malik Willis is great news. On, on
1: we go. Okay, number seven, Jerem Utah State. Yep, I'm exactly the same as you.
2: Listen, Utah State won 11 games last year. Blake Anderson uh, had a tremendous first year. It's a home game. Oh, by the way, you just played Baylor and then Oregon, so you're coming off of two uh, tough games. That's why this is kind of higher on the list. Um, This one
1: will be emotional. It
2: it, absolutely it could and and will Utah State be just ticked that BYU BYU took them them off the schedule? And, oh, by the way, that was the second-best win last year for BYU against Utah State. Shocking, right? Because they finished ranked.
1: They finished ranked. Utah State will overachieve once again, even though they lost a ton of production. They returned 49% of the production from last year's all-time team. in Logan Logan. Logan
2: Bonner was tremendous at quarterback. But Blake Anderson
1: will get the most out of his team. Even though they're number 92 in the SP+, they will overachieve. The last wagon wheel. Nice graphic. Number seven. Yeah, and it's an emotional game. Who knows when BYU and Utah State will play again after this year? The earliest it could be, we think, is like 2027.
2: Will BYU play in Logan ever again? Probably
1: not. And if they do, it's probably like a two-for-one way down the line. Don't
2: have to. Utah State's worst nightmare is that BYU doesn't need Utah State anymore.
1: Okay, you we're through I mean? the top half of the and schedule. And that they run out of cows. Okay, we have given you our easiest games and then have been working up toward the top, the toughest. We are through six games. Now into the top six, Jerry This is where it gets fun. Okay, you and I agree again at number six at, at Stanford. At Stanford,
2: the Tanner McKee game. Similar to USC last year, you finish with a Power Five. That's tough just in and of itself. Unless you play Arizona, then it's pretty easy. Um, both teams will be banged up, okay? So this will be interesting. Stanford is not the same Stanford that it's been, right?
1: Clearly not. not we just like, took their fullback, too.
2: <laughs> yes. Hey, and Houston. Christian McCaffrey and uh, company are not walking through that door. That's the good news. So yeah, tough game. BYU's got to show up and play this game and win, but it's definitely
1: number six. Yeah, what type of team is Stanford the final game of the year?
2: Are they motivated at all? Like, did they have a good season? Like, Are they
1: four and eight?
2: They stunk four? last year. They did beat Oregon. But, like, their transitive properties, they were better than Ohio State and Utah by those sta- transitive properties. Sure. But the, that doesn't actually work in real life. The only
1: thing that worries me here is if BYU faces a Stanford team that is battling for bowl eligibility. Maybe they're 5 and 6. Only and that's like, motivation. we got to get into a bowl game. we got to beat yes. BYU at home B- to get into a bowl game.
2: Yes, I, I could see that. But it's going to be fun for BYU fans to just show up, and hopefully BYU playing for, like, a 10-win season or something in the same way that BUA fans showed up at USC, in a massive way, excited about Absolutely. Stuff. And, and one of the nicknames of uh, Stanford Stadium is the library because it's so quiet. Their fans don't show up. I've been to a game there. It is ridiculous how bad they support that team. If I was Houston Haymouly, I'm surprised he stayed four years. <laughs> like, Stanford's an amazing academic institution, football program in, in disarray.
1: I know. Like, on the surface, it feels strange. To not put Stanford in the top five, but right now is Toby Gearhart playing running the back? The state of that program, is Andrew Luck there, would suggest that Stanford belongs outside of the top five again. Rose Games, Bryce
2: love playing running back?
1: Power five, no. it, that's good enough to get them at number six, but number five, Jerem, group of five representation. You and I agree once again. Boise State in at number five,
2: seven and five last year, but it's Boise. Freaking state. Okay? Hank
1: Bachmeyer is going to play his ninth Hank
2: season. Bachmeyer is the greatest quarterback in the history of football. Apparently, uh, <laughs> BYU, <laughs> he was the
1: difference
0: last BYU year. Jay. Can't beat him.
2: Hank made the kid do it.
0: Hank made BYU fumble
2: twice. Oh my gosh, he's the greatest defensive player in Boise State history as well. Okay, BYU's one and five up there with the one win was with Zacharias F. Wilson, Tyler F. Algier. Like let. BYU can go up there and win this game, but it is always a tough game, regardless of how, like, Taysom Hill didn't win up there. It's tough to win up there.
1: No question. Winning on the blue is always difficult. I thought about, man, should Boise State be higher? But then you look at
2: the four other Power 5 teams.
1: You look at the four other Power 5 teams BYU still has, that. we have not discussed, like, ah, no, they're good at number 5.
2: I wonder if Boise State's going to be ticked about the Big 12 situation. Because they wanted to be in the Big 12. I would love for Boise They've State to be to in the Big 12. Can any of that
1: coaching staff and that yeah. team, like, oh, BYU going to the Big 12, big dogs here, we've got a winning record against you overall, and we're going to take you to task on the blue turf once and again. And you're like, the Power 5 team? They will be ultra-motivated. We're the Power
2: Yeah. I, I love this game, and I'm going to miss this game, Kay. honestly. I don't want it in the, Bi- the Big 12 scenario anymore, but I've loved it in Super fun. Loved it.
1: Great series. Okay, yeah. into the top four, and you and I differ yep. on three of the top four. Okay,
2: Kay? and it's two, three,
1: four. At number four, who do you have? Baylor. I have Baylor, yeah. The Big returning Sugar Big Bowl Big champs. Big 12
2: champs. Sugar Bowl champs. Is it even harder to win a Sugar Bowl? You done it. L- losing the starting quarterback, running back, top two receivers, top two safeties. They lose a ton. Okay? Oh, by the way, it's this is the 83-84 thing for BYU. BYU lost in 83 84 got revenge at home. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen from last year's game to this year's game. The Big 12 element's interesting. Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos back in town. This is going to be a tough game, but I feel very confident about the home opener that BYU shows up in a big way against
1: Will Baylor. BYU and Baylor be a ranked matchup? Will yes. Baylor be ranked in the preseason? They have to, right? Yeah. Because they're number five in the final AP poll. Yes,
2: absolutely. They'll be ranked. Even though they lose, the, the confidence that that program has shown up. Listen, like – Yes, BYU uh, and Baylor is going to be a huge game, and it's one of the biggest games of the year. I could see you saying this as high as two, as low as four.
1: I'm buying Baylor's stock to be a little bit higher than number four, which is why I'm going with Arkansas at number four. I'm not sure what Arkansas really is. They came on strong late last season, and they play in the SEC, and I know that speaks volumes, right? Like If you're a top or an upper tier, an upper half team in the SEC – that generally says Third a lot, in right?
2: The SEC West nine and four. Okay. That's
1: nine really good. Nine yeah. win Arkansas team yeah. from a year ago. They are middle of the pack in terms of returning production. I know they lost some big boys up front. I wonder how well they'll be able to protect the quarterback. They're playing in Provo. So that's why I have them just a slot lower than you do. I have Arkansas at number four. It's a weird thing for an SEC team to come to Provo. This is tough. Like Baylor's done it before; they know the deal. Arkansas has never been in Provo before. Second
2: SEC team ever in Provo. Only Mississippi, Mississippi State played State. twice here.
1: That's Correct. It. So they, again, they they lost some big boys up front. How well can they protect the quarterback? Midway point of the season, will BYU be angry if they occur coming off a loss against Notre Dame just before this? Or are they riding the high? Or are they riding the high there? and then they fall into a little bit of a trap?
2: They, yeah, Arkansas is really interesting to me for all the reasons you mentioned. K.J. Jefferson was number five on that quarterback list, 24-7 sports, by the way. So, he was a sophomore last year. 27 touchdowns. He's a run threat as well. They were ranked size eighth. Like, Arkansas was was good, man. They returned the two starting running backs and Jefferson as a runner. Okay? They pick off a ton of passes, 13 interceptions to only 16 touchdowns allowed. Like, good defense. But a lot of it is back. 26 and SP plus projection. Arkansas is going to be really good. I have them at two. I have them at. And a lot of that is SEC prestige, but all the answers I just gave you as well. Like what if I told you Arkansas last year was better than A&M, LSU, Mississippi, you know what I mean? Well, LSU's coach got
1: fired. That was historically bad after they won. the But like in a a given year,
2: if you're better than LSU, you had a good year, even if LSU is bad, like they're LSU. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like that's going to be a tough game. And oh, by the way. Um. yeah, they're, they're coming west, and let's go. SEC and all that.
1: have got Arkansas at number two. Wow, you're buying the Razorbacks stuff. <laughs> SEC! SCC., okay, I've got them at four. Yeah, I think that coming to Probe is going to be a tough task. And clearly, I am valuing BYU's home field advantage a lot in this. I feel like home right. field advantage this is not, matters a lot. This
2: is not the BYU team that was young and lost to northern Illinois. In 2018, when Zach Wilson was a freshman, this is a very different group, right? You come to Provo; it's hard to win here.
1: Okay, so Jeremy, who do you have at number three? Then you just revealed number two and four. Who's number three? I
2: have Oregon at I have, Oregon. I have the Ducks at Oregon. This is this is a tough road game. This is week three, coming off Baylor. Maybe you win. Maybe it's high. Maybe you lose, and you're, you're frustrated. Ten and like we've been like Oregon's not wasn't even that good last year. Ten and four still seven and zero oh at home. Didn't lose a home game. Dan Lanning, new head coach. The D.C. from that Georgia defense that was Ball Nicks
1: is perhaps
3: the,
2: the greatest <laughs> defense ever. Um, I've been to a game at Oregon. Like It's a good atmosphere. It's a fun one. I think Cougar fans will love that road trip.
1: Tough place to play. The last time BYU played at Oregon, Ty Detmer was the quarterback in 1990, and My BYU par- lost.
2: I lived in Portland. My parents didn't take me to that game.
1: Ty Detmer's Heisman Trophy winning year was the last time BYU played at Odson, and they lost to Bill Musgrave and the Oregon Ducks.
2: Okay. Listen, three years tough later, place they, to play. Three years later, they went to the road.
1: Got him at number three. Okay, so you have a number three. I have at Oregon at number two, and that's because of the road. Like I feel road. like I feel like the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 narrative. Like, Is it
2: even hard to be the back Pac-12?
1: Like I feel like that's going to play into it. You, <laughs> okay, motivation. Like oh, every Pac-12 fan will be rooting so hard for Oregon to beat up on BYU. Like so significantly.
2: Oh yeah, no. They're, they're After hoping.
1: everything that was said last year.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, our video, you know, in April. <laughs> we'll There's
1: some serious pressure, yeah. and then no surprise. You and I agree yeah. at number one. Yes. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the Shamrock Series at yep. the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, yep. Allegiant Stadium. The home? Of the, you mean the home of the BYU Cougars? October eighth in Vegas. No question. Yeah. Notre Dame no question. brings back a to their seventh in the SP Plus projection.
2: Now, I, I interviewed Rudy, like the Rudy, before the Arizona game last year. And I said, are you coming to the BYU-Notre Dame game here next year? And he goes, like, yeah, I'll be here. And I said, who are you rooting for? And he's like, eh, probably the boys in gold. <laughs> 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 but, yes, it's Notre Dame. It's game five. BYU will have played. It's two biggest games prior to that, right? Baylor at Oregon in weeks two and three. You you have uh, Utah State and Wyoming um, in the next two weeks. I can't remember if that slipped or not. But – you're so hopefully BYU is, has dominated one of those. And now you go for the biggest game of the year, the biggest splash you can possibly make. And it's actually Texas A&M-Alabama game day, which kind of stinks. But if BYU is somehow undefeated going to that game, and so is Watch Notre out. Game, woo, top 10 matchup. Let's go.
1: All right. I've got a significant advantage for BYU at home. Jerem has dived into the analytics. I of those teams in and the what SEC. They bring back, he he likes I Arkansas. I believe
2: in the SEC. I like you and Ben, ben Rector
1: love Arkansas. He loves. Is he from there? He went, graduated from Arkansas. Oh, did he?
2: That's cool. <laughs> cool.
1: Our question of the day, in order, what are the three toughest games on the 2022 BYU football schedule? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Bernie Spears on Facebook. He says, Notre Dame, Baylor, and Arkansas. I'm guessing that's one, two, and three. to did not yep. signify numbers. But yep. Notre Dame, Baylor, and Arkansas, one, two, three. I was tempted to include Oregon, but they're a Pac-12 team. So, again, fueling <laughs> my argument that the Pac-12 and Oregon will be ultra-motivated against BYU.
2: Coming up, a Father's Day gift idea based on BYU upon.
1: And... The dual threat analyst, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, gives us his rankings on BYU's toughest opponents in 2022. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Baseball team begins the West Coast Conference Tournament. Tonight it's the four seed against five seed LMU. They got a win to advance to the double elimination portion. You can listen... The game at 10 Eastern tonight on BYU Radio and BYU Radio
1: app. We're hanging out live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now is a man who just threw for 487 yards, six touchdowns, ran for another, that based on his nose injury, right? Blaine Fowler is with us on BYU Blaine, Sports Playing hurt today. Hey, man. Respect to you for going out, balling out, man, and then hanging out with us after you got Those beat up a little bit. Those sixth
4: graders could not hang with you. <laughs> you got, hey, you got to play hurt. That's the thing. Like we always say, hey, you can play hurt. You just can't play injured. And I'm not injured. I'm just hurt. Okay, so it, that's it. So, now, so in what, all seriousness, what, what Are
1: you okay? Is your nose okay?
4: Yeah, and I and I, if if I had any concussion, I put myself in concussion protocol. Um, and, and, but I, I cleared myself yesterday, so I'm good to go.
2: <laughs> one time, one time, who, who was it? Uh, there was a receiver in the NFL, Heinz Ward. He, he knew he had a yeah. concussion and he grabbed his ankle so that they wouldn't look at his head in the oh middle of the game. Gosh. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff hey, St- uh, Steve wouldn't fly today. But, uh, yeah. no, know,
4: Steve Young put himself back in. The, Steve Young cleared himself from concussion protocol <laughs> when we were playing Ohio State in 82. I'm in the game. He, he literally took the hardest hit I've ever seen anybody take from from American Cobb. They're two all-American backers They had to take his ear pad out to get his helmet off because his nose was sticking out of the ear hole. Oh, and no. I was like, this guy's out. He's out. Not maybe forever. He might be out. So I might be the guy now. I'm in for like a couple of plays and he comes trotting back out. He's like, I'm in, you're out. And I, I walked over the sideline, and, and Holmgren says, "What are you doing?" And I go, "Well, Steve's in." He goes, "The heck he is? He's not in." And I go, well, "He's right out there." And then, the, and he's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." <laughs> so Steve cleared him. Steve cleared himself from concussion protocol and came back in a game where we were just getting murdered. It was terrible. Blaine,
2: you're just constantly going in and then coming back out for Steve and, and Robbie. Did you were you ever like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to stay in here."
4: Honestly, one time Robbie comes over the sideline. We're playing Utah State up in Logan, and it is sideways snowing. And and Robbie goes, um, dude, my shoulder is not. And I go, Don't, do not pull this crap on me right here. <laughs> I said, you, this this is a snow thing, isn't it? Like, you want to do this. You say, oh, my shoulder's not feeling good in San Diego. Don't do this to me in Logan in a blizzard. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, dude, I'm I'm serious. It really doesn't feel good today. And so I played the rest of the game. Now, the good news was it was so slippery they couldn't cover anybody. I just kept throwing, like, three-yard balls to Vice Hema, and Alakay and Bully out of the backfield. I would just, like, push it with one hand over to them. They'd catch the ball, and then they'd run 17 yards, 20 yards, and we threw for a bunch of yards on them um, in the snow. So it wasn't as bad as it seemed. But I actually did question Robbie. I was like, come on, dude. Like, this day?
2: <laughs> Classic.
4: Playing this. So, yeah, I
1: did question yeah. it once, Jeremy. That was the only time. <laughs> Blaine Fowler is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Fantastic stories about Steve Young and Robbie Bosco. Blaine, real, we were real just. Real quick,
2: 12 of 20, 170 yards. Yeah, 12 of
1: 20, 170. Nicely done, Blaine.
4: In a sideways snowing
1: blizzard, <laughs> just for the record. by like you said, deserves a lot of credit there. Okay, we've been talking yes. about the, yes. the easiest to toughest path for BYU, ranking all 12 opponents that way. Obviously, Utah Tech being the lone FCS team on BYU's schedule, we have at number 12. But then when you get towards the top, things can get very interesting. Jeremy and I differ on teams two through four. So, I mean, let's just start with you. Like, who are your top five toughest games that BYU will face in 2022?
4: You want, you want me to start with five or you want me to start with one?
1: You start with five. Let's build up to, uh, yeah, you know, drama. number one.
4: I have Boise State as my five.
1: You agree with us? We and, have Boise yep. at number five. Yeah, yep.
4: I, and 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 the reason is because it's on the road. Um, they they know that that series isn't continuing now. It's been a great rivalry, and by the way, huge respect to Boise State for the great partner they've been for BYU. they they were the best partner BYU had during independence without question. So huge respect for them, and and with with Bachmeier coming back and young offensive line last year those guys were all back I just I just feel like there's a lot riding on that game that's a tough game on the road so I have them five I've got them over Stanford and over Utah State yep, yep. South Florida all yep. those I've got them five
1: all right number um,
4: four Blaine four I've got Arkansas so I don't agree with Jeremy. you agree with me and, um, and, and, and the reason is because it's i realize they're SEC. They've got SEC athletes. Speed's always been an issue, but I don't feel like that's an issue for BYU anymore. Um, and so I think ma- they'll match up. I feel like them coming to elevation and playing on the road yes. is, is tougher than people think. And and that's why um, I have them at four and not three or two.
1: Okay. You and I agree. Number five and four. K. Who's number three for you?
4: Three for me is Baylor.
1: I think we might have an identical top five lane.
4: Yeah. You guys do? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Three for me is Baylor. Um, they lose a lot. Otherwise, I might have had them too. Yeah. But they, they lose a lot of, on the uh, offensive line. They lose their entire secondary. Um, you know, their quarterback's back, sort of, because Bo- <laughs> the, the quarterback you played against is going to be in South Florida. But, but the guy that played the, the back end of the season is back. I just, they're just so physical. And I think a little local knowledge with Grimes of how to manage being on the road here in Provo and all that. Um, makes a difference so i got I've got Baylor at three and then I'm like you Spencer I've got Oregon at Oregon too um first of all it's a it's a really difficult place to play Oxen's a phenomenal stadium I know Jeremy you've been there haven't you
2: yeah it's
4: um, tremendous yeah it's and and, and, I, and they got a lot coming back and then I think so the new head coach if he can bring the the discipline and physicality from Georgia yeah. Than then that, that Georgia football team last year, I'm not kidding you guys. That's the best tackling football team I have ever seen in college football period mm. ever. That's, that's how, and so I'm just like, okay, if he can bring a semblance of that um, to what Oregon has coming back. And, you know, I look at, they're all over the board on the preseason polls cause they are, but they're anywhere from number nine up to number 25. So people don't know what, what fight, what to make of them. I think on the road at their place, with what they've got coming back, they're number two to me, and then and number one we all agree yeah. is Notre Dame because they're just loaded and they're they're in almost everyone's preseason top top ten. Um, it's a neutral game, which I never say in Vegas for BYU. BYU is always the home team in Vegas, but not this time, guys. Yeah, Notre
1: Dame's going to be the home nope. team.
4: It's the only and have team more
1: people there yeah. in,
4: in the country that, including UNLV. That can have a home field advantage against BYU in Vegas, and that's Notre Dame. And so, so it'll be a great, great environment, sold out to the rafters. But I think that's the best team BYU plays this year. Notre Dame, without question. I
2: love this list because it's absolutely wrong from all of us. Because when you go back, when you go back to last year, we would not have said at Baylor was the toughest game on the schedule. And then you could argue Boise State was the second toughest because BYU loses, right? You could say, well, it was there, it was Utah and they overcame it and they won. But like we would not have said at Baylor. So who knows what that means? Does it mean that's actually Baylor again? Does it mean it's Arkansas? Is it clearly Notre Dame? I, I love this because when you play it out, it, it's always pretty different from what you actually thought was going to happen.
4: Who, who's the sneaky one? Is at Stanford a sleeper that we're not valuing enough? That's the Is thing. That the I, I, that want, I wonder the if, they,
1: if they're battling for bowl eligibility, let's say they're five and six. I mean, they're going to be ultra-motivated, like got to win six games, got to turn this thing around, got to get back after a, a really tough season. So that has me concerned a little bit. What
2: about Utah State? They won 11 games. They're like, why aren't we higher? We won 11 games. Why, yeah, why and, not and, Arkansas? And Utah at- why not Arkansas Provo being the with toughest With a chip game? on
4: their shoulders? Yeah. I, you know, it's the one that I keep wondering about is is Stanford. Are they going to be better than we think? Although I do think – I'm predicting a BYU takeover of that stadium. Oh, that's um, – 100% will happen. No doubt. Yeah, because they just they just – when they had, you know, when and, and you guys know, I'm a fan of Stanford because my son-in-law Dallas played there Yeah, and they were in the top five. When he played there, they were winning, you know, they were spanking Iowa and the Rose bowl when he played there with, with Dallas as the defensive captain and Christian McCaffrey as the offensive captain. And we'd go over for games and the place was still like half full. It's Crazy. the library so, boy. Cause yeah, it's so yeah. quiet. And, bro. And the kids, were more people at the tailgate without question. Cause I think what happens is the students come to the tailgate and then they go back to the library. They have homework. And, <laughs> and so, so I, I think BYU is going to take that state, but Stanford's the one that I'm because they have athletes and it will be interesting. That might be the one that we're underrating. Mm. And then the other one that worries me, I have a number eight on my, in, in my top 12 and in, in my 12 is South Florida mm. at South Florida I think BYU is hundred percent healthy going into that and it makes a difference. And BYU is going to be way ahead of most teams because of all the experience. But, but I've been talking to the the coaches as they're doing film and they keep going, Whoa, South Florida has athletes at every position on the field. They are way better than people think they are. And I have them at number eight because I have them behind Stanford and Utah state along with the top five. But, maybe South Florida is better than we think we, I mean, they're not going to, they're not better than the first three or four we picked, but maybe they should be, you know, five instead of eight, like I have them. So, so Stanford and South Florida, I don't know quite what to make of right at this point.
1: Great stuff, Blaine. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to heal up, take care of that nose, and then uh, you can go back and dominate the neighborhood kids with your arm once again
4: <laughs> did you guys notice my custom bandage did you notice that Can it's, it's it? hard From to miss blaine book?
1: it's fantastic it's fantastic it's well played I,
4: I just want i just represent Coogs no matter where i go even on my nose i love it
1: blaine great to talk they, to you man they, they
4: say play with your team on, on your on your sleeve i play with them on, my on nose. your nose
1: <laughs> so see see you guys all right brother <laughs> blaine fowler our dual threat analyst Talking all football today.
2: When he said South Florida, he was not talking about the Bulls. He was talking geographically generally about the southern part of Florida. That's what was interesting to me. Come at number
1: eight on his list. Okay. 12 and a half point favorite.
2: Coming up, Mitch McIntyre on tonight's big BYU baseball game in the WCC Tournament.
1: And uh, what are your thoughts on a 10 a.m. kick time? Would you like that in Provo? Because there's a team in Utah that's dealing with that.
2: And it ain't Utah.
0: This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: And it ain't Utah Tech. And it ain't Southern Utah.
0: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan to interact with the show and get content throughout today. Follow us on all of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world.
2: The NFL is looking at revamping or doing away with the Pro Bowl because I didn't even know the Pro Bowl was still going. Uh, Should they look at the BYU Alumni game as a template
1: for the new-look Pro Bowl? I wish it were that simple, but it's just (laughs) not. No. Like, as fun as the Alumni game was for BYU TV and to have all those former players come back, that's, that's a thing for BYU. That totally is better than a spring game. You have to honor the actual Pro Bowlers somehow. I don't know if there can be, like, a series of competitions Skills, things like almost like an NBA all-star weekend. Like there should be like a pro bowl weekend, which I think just a bunch of different competitions that are really fun personality driven. That's how I would go about it.
2: Sport doesn't lend itself to this as easy as baseball and hockey and basketball and stuff, which even the basketball all-star game, I don't really want because I'm like, there's no defense. This is silly. Unless you're Kobe Bryant and you're, you know, breaking people's noses out of, how competitive you are. So
1: let's assume that Tom Brady's not in the Super Bowl and he's in the Pro Bowl. And you've got Tom Brady doing a target competition along with They've done whatever of your other favorite notable quarterback is at the Pro Bowl, but you do it on Sunday. Like these these competitions are in primetime on Sunday and you're just watching them have fun. Oh, I observe the Sabbath. I don't
2: what. <laughs> there's not I don't think there's really anything they could do to make it that fun.
1: Jerem the kick time for Utah State at Boise State on Black Friday was announced this morning. This is unbelievable. The two teams will kick at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Tell State had a home game last year at 10 a.m. On November 25th, it's going to be like 27 degrees. If that, would you ever want a 10 a.m. kickoff at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? No, I don't
2: think so. Unless it was like, hey, we're putting it on ABC and it's against Oklahoma in 2024. Then I'd be like, whatever you say, there but, was only but 10 a.m. is like the minimum ever.
1: There is only one game that I can think of ever in the history of BYU football that I would be like, I wish we played that game at 10 a.m. It was Portland State in 2017. Oh, because, because it hot. was so hot. Byron McLean had like heat stroke. Yes, it was on the so field. hot. Yeah. Like, FCS in late August, sure, play at 10 a.m.
2: Live on BYU TV. TV Sports released the football schedule as scented candles yesterday. What was your favorite scent?
1: Ah, uh, I like the scurvy representing East Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Cougar
2: candles. Mine was bacon for Arkansas. Other notables, Stanford, pine tree. Utah Tech, dirt. Boise State, Boise potato. Liberty, burnt poultry. Ooh. Notre Dame, shamrock shake, yep. of course.
1: Makes total Utah sense. State, Manure. I like the essence of Tom Brady. I think that's very clever.
2: Wyoming tumbleweed, Oregon duck pond, and Baylor magnolia farms.
1: Ah, you can't beat the scurvy. Which is
2: the worst smelling one? Clearly manure with Utah <laughs> yes. State, right?
1: Then what does scurvy smell like? It can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like like rotting jack, teeth, jacked up pirate
2: <laughs> teeth. <laughs> I've never thought about what like, what uh, decaying teeth smelled like <laughs> till today.
1: Like I'm just thinking about that line from. Pirates of the Caribbean. When, Which one? And they find uh what's her real name? Elizabeth is the character in the movie.
2: Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley,
1: thank you. And they go, hello, puppy. Hello. Yeah, boy. I'm just like, scurvy.
2: <laughs> scurvy sounds amazing. You know what else sounds amazing? Yeah. A postseason play Rise and Shoot. Indeed out it
1: does. Transition. BYU Baseball's Mitch McIntyre joins us on postseason game day. Win and your season continues. Let's go! This
0: is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Coming up Friday, a BYU Sports Nation special as we present Deep Blue Volume 6. Tune in and relive the Deep Blue stories of Trout Traore. It's been a minute. Tiki Ali Atiki, Trey Stewart, and Gideon George. That's Friday at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live on Wednesday, May 25th. All night. It is postseason game day for BYU baseball. And to help us set the tone for that properly is none other than senior star center fielder Mitch McIntyre. You're the renaissance man, Mitch. I, mean, I could introduce you as a pitcher, too. Like, I feel like you've played a bunch of different positions for BYU baseball, but are you okay with center fielder?
3: Yeah, I'd say that's a good uh, title for me for sure. Yeah. That. How about,
2: how about <laughs> Mr. Sc Top Ten? You you made some incredible catches the last couple of weeks. What's it been like to uh, to shine in that spot where you're always ready to
3: go? Man, I don't know. I mean, some of those catches even chalked me, but um, no, I'm just happy. Um, trust my teammates to you know make good pitches, and then when they hit it to me, I just try to you know go up there and catch it. So. Try to make it simple,
1: I guess. Would you rather hit a home run or make like a sprawling diving catch in center field?
3: Ooh, that's a hard one. I mean, since I pretty much don't have a home run this year, I'd definitely say home run right okay. now. I uh, well, can get like, any of that if I can get it, yeah. Let's but, go early um,
2: Early karma boost to you to get a home run in the
3: WCC tournament. BYU Sports let's go right? karma. Yeah, I love that. Just no, ended. I totally – I think they got a right, uh, short – Portion right field okay please. so let's just knows? call it new yankees love stadium. That, right? Just,
1: yeah
2: right field yes. that, i love when when someone hits a homer in that super shallow right field and they go this only would have been a home run in this stadium which is just crazy so yeah in stockton okay you're playing lmu it's a playing game to the double elimination uh portion so it's it's fun to have that sort of pressure but also like hey we got to win to advance right so how are you guys handling that and against the team you just played three times
3: I know it's kind of funny that we literally just finished our series with them, Um, but no, I'm excited. Um, We didn't have our starter that's starting tonight, Jack Sterner, um, for the series, and so it's kind of funny. I feel like that's a really good thing to have just because they haven't seen him. So, um, man, we're feeling confident, especially seeing them and just seeing their level of play and, um, yeah, seeing, you know, what we can do. And so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited you to get after
1: it. Sure, yeah. Again, having won 11 of 13, you bring in some serious mojo and great momentum. That said, you lose to LMU 17-7 to on Saturday, and I had a few BYU fans say, Spencer, they just beat BYU by 10 runs. Are you worried about this matchup? And I said, listen, baseball is an interesting sport. You rest a bunch of guys. You get ready for the tournament. How would you answer the concerns of any BYU fan that's worried about what LMU did to BYU on Saturday?
3: No, yeah, totally. I mean, baseball's kind of uh, crazy how it can do that. But we kinda did something different this weekend and um didn't I mean have Jack start and so it kinda was different with our pitching staff. But um but I mean, no, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I think hopefully maybe we just wasted all of their hits so they don't get any today. <laughs> and you know, maybe we'll we'll get all the hits. So um I'm thinking, I'm hoping it's gonna go that way and I'm feeling pretty confident. So
2: they used all the runs, all the hits. Exactly. And, uh, right? Yeah, it'll be crazy. <laughs> this tournament is a war of attrition with, with pitching um, because if you, if you guys successfully navigate this and win this tournament and go to the NCAA tournament, you will have used every pitcher probably, including yourself. So what's it like going into a tournament knowing, yes, we, we want to be here for the long haul, but we've got to win this game at all costs just to get to the
3: next game? Yeah, no, I mean, we did. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to use all the stars that we got. Um, But I mean, our pitching staff is really, really great. I think they got the lowest ERA and all the WCC. But um, but I mean, yeah, man, they're studs. And uh, so I trust them out there and feel like we've got a really good defense. This is probably the closest team I've ever played with. Um, And so I think we're all just for each other and playing good baseball right now. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited.
1: Mitch McIntyre of BYU Baseball is with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars open up West Coast Conference postseason play tonight. Single elimination game against LMU. If they win, they're into the double elimination format with the top four teams. Uh, Mitch, we should congratulate you again on a third straight year receiving West Coast Conference postseason honors. And just so you know, you are BYU top 10 in career statistics in the following categories. 10th uh, in at-bats, 8th doubles, 4th in walks, 4th in games played overall, and number 1 in being hit by pitches. Are you proud of that statistic?
3: It's funny because, honestly, if there was a statistic to be for me, it would probably be that, hit by pitches. <laughs> I feel like it just correlates in a weird way. But, um, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, who knows? People either wanted to hit at me or throw at me, I guess, or <laughs> – I don't know, but I guess, you know, getting on base is what I pretty much try to do. So I guess that worked out.
2: (laughs) Yes, get on base. That's the point, right? How much uh, sort of skill is involved versus you just got hit?
3: Um, I'd probably say it's more just got hit. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should have got out of the way on some of them, (laughs) but I think it shocked (laughs) me more that I just, it just hit me, you know?
1: (laughs) Have you become numb to the pain? Like, is your body just used to it?
3: It's funny because they say you know once you get down to first it's the pain's supposed to be away and you're supposed to be fine but sometimes it's not that way it's still it still rattles for a while so
2: someone who's yeah. never been hit by a pitch said that right like there's
3: <laughs> yeah like, right totally. like someone like me
2: uh you know someone someone who would say it like that okay so go, the, talk about the mindset going to this tournament because you guys have won nine of ten in league 11 of t- uh, 13 overall you guys are hot right now. How do you keep that mojo going in a tournament that you need to win to uh, go to the NCAA tournament?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a fun time to play with these guys right now because um, I think things are starting to click and we're starting to kind of really get hot. And I feel like that's pretty much what all that matters in, in baseball. I mean, when I went to the tournament three years ago, we were having a great year. And, and sadly, I think we went two and out um, and just kind of didn't get that hot the right time. And so I think this year it's kind of different in that ways. We're starting to get there and get hot. And so, man, I think we're just excited to be still playing with each other and um, you know, everybody's kind of starting to click and get in their rhythm. And so I think, you know, tonight's going to be a good one. And, you know, I think we're going to be here for the rest of the week. So.
1: Mitch, let's take a wide angle lens here. How are you different as a player compared to the last time you were playing in Stockton in the West Coast Conference Tournament compared to today on May 25th of
3: 2022? Man, um, I don't know, probably experience, I guess, when you've been here half a decade um, and and get to play, you know, college baseball for that long. um, You pick up on things and I think, you know, just mostly understanding who I am and Um, using my speed or just any way I can get on um, on the base path to you know put the next man up and score me Um, so I think just realizing my strengths and trying to play more to them and rather trying to hit the long ball every time and usually not working out so um, but yeah
2: chicks dig the long ball though Mitch right Still?
3: I know, right? Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm hoping that maybe they dig the, you know, diving catches in the outfield. Or yeah, oh, something yeah. Like, they, yep. like that you know what too, they really
2: love now that I heard?
3: Hit my pitch. Oh, yeah. You know? I can tell him nobody's been hit by a pitch more than me. So. Dude, are you the guy? That's number one? In you're BYU the tough
1: history? guy. You got the. You got the. You're the you number one more ranked than man card guy on Wally the team. Wally
2: Joyner and Corey Snyder and and all these guys, unbelievable. Well, let's uh, give us uh, to BYU Sports Nation. Karma, good luck tonight. Uh, Ten Eastern on BYU Radio, and uh, we expect a, a fun tournament. Good luck.
3: I appreciate that. Thanks, guys.
1: You got to Thanks, appreciate Mitch. It. Mitch McIntyre, BYU Baseball, hanging out with us on BYU Sports Nation.
2: Dude, he it's, it's he's awesome. He is player. Great such,
1: player. such a great player. And I know he kind of was giving himself a hard time about, you know, not having a home run this year. He absolutely has the power to do that. Yeah, talk about, you know, you f- see a five-tool player? Mitch is very close to that, Jerem. Everybody's got a role. Everybody
2: doesn't need to hit homers. Like, get on base, play great defense, prevent runs. Like, he does so yes. many things well. Yes, and defensively he had so much. And then his versatility as a pitcher, if you need it, too, is pretty awesome. Okay, coming up, are you getting to la- today's elite voice of the day? Like, you right there?
1: And uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and double down on this whole karma thing for the teams getting ready to compete in the postseason with some rising shout-outs. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: Oh, we're about to shout all right. Let's go. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation,
1: always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review, please. Our question of the day, in order, what are the three toughest games on the 2022 BYU football schedule? Greg Welch on Twitter answers. What's up, Greg? Notre Dame number one, Arkansas number two, at Oregon number three. My man! Baylor fourth. My man! Oh, Fitting that Greg and Jerem, who uh, corroborate often on social media, would we do. agree on the same four teams. Just because
2: we interact, we corroborate. <laughs> you corroborate with people you interact with regularly. No,
1: never. <gasps>
2: Who's gonna pay for my surgery, Rod?
1: <laughs> you? No. Our elite voice of the day, presented by <laughs> Sundance Mountain Resort, from at WD Heath Forty. Toughest games, college football playoff semifinal. <laughs> Blue goggle, Blue goggle Number one. Blue Number two is the national Blue championship goggle game. Alert. Wait,
2: Blue goggle the semifinals
1: alert. harder than the national championship game?
2: Because you have to go through Alabama.
1: Okay. Notre Dame, number three. I imagine the committee wouldn't give BYU any better than fourth, so BYU would play the number one seed in the semis. Yeah, <laughs> play
2: Alabama. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's very yes. well thought out. Well, cogitated, as we like to see in <laughs> <on> this program. <laughs>
1: Uh, today's rise and shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
2: Good luck to track and field in the NCAA regionals or preliminaries in Arkansas, ironically enough. Uh, a lot of conversation about mm-hmm. the uh, Reds and Brakes, And, of course, baseball in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Got to keep the season going. You lose and you're done. You win, you got to keep going, and BYU's got to win that tournament to go to the NCAA regionals. That would be an incredible run. They did do that.
1: Yes. In 2017.
2: Yes. Don't forget.
1: Well, and – I know some of you are like, hey, what about golf? They don't start playing until tomorrow. Also, okay. why are you yelling? It's okay. What about we'll shh? The, the golf karma's on the way. Yeah. I
2: miss doing clapping clapping yes. in the headlines. In the, and the Cougar Whip round, Yeah.
1: Men's golf. <laughs> Our thanks to today's <laughs> guest, Blaine Fowler. <laughs> And Mitch McIntyre of BYU Baseball.
2: Sorry to Dennis. Ran out of uh, time, although uh, if you ran into a glass window and busted your nose, you know, maybe you'd have a Band-Aid like that.
1: For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout-out to Marv Allen. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. The karma's real, baby. time for Mitch to use it.
2: Go it.